Hey everyone, welcome to episode 64 of 15 with Andy, Randy, and Jeff. And here we are in the studio, still blind from the eclipse of earlier this week. <laughs> I mean, how does it happen where this is, people are planning for six months and no one bothered to say, hey, maybe you should use some glasses? <laughs> I thought we were supposed to use the glasses like, you know, our everyday glasses. So that little uh, really bright green and yellow and red spot in the center of my vision is still there, <laughs> but uh, I'm sure we'll be fine as the week progresses. Last week, our episode was entitled Be a Sanctuary, which was by, that was by Jeff. Mm -hmm. It was. Let's see, my notes are wrong. But we decided that there is true sanctuary to be had in knowing that as we journey in this life, we are not alone. We have each other and we have the one who truly is able to accomplish all things. And if you really stop and think about that, that's a pretty good message to take with you every morning as you walk out the door. And if you haven't listened to that episode or that message, you can do both. In the Hospital Church mobile app, or of course, I've heard it still on the website, hospitalchurch.org. On to this week, which was, this was the final yeah. episode in the Life Without Walls series, Be a Good Boundary Keeper. And I'm thinking to myself, all right, I'm picturing Andy out on a ball field somewhere painting lines. <laughs> that was the first thing when I saw the title, it was the first thing that came to my mind, even though we had a little spoiler at the end of last week's episode, as we always do. But I didn't really think about where we were going with this. And, you know, I, me just being a mere mortal, and I don't think I've ever earned my junior storytelling honor in Pathfinder. So it was tough to see all the twists and turns, not only this week that we took, but really in this whole series. There's been a lot of things as you go back and you start reviewing and kind of see how things all go together. There's a lot to unpack in what yeah. we've been talking about. And, but, you know, most of us, you know, maybe we've read a book, we've heard a message, a keynote address, and, you know, they deal with our personal and corporate issues and, you know, how our, you know, the walls we put up and, but the stories of the woman at the well and the woman caught in adultery. And again, these, these aren't new probably to most people that have heard the message and maybe listening to the podcast. And certainly this us versus them idea, we touched on it last week in the episode, but each one of these stories comes from a different angle, and I personally found something else each week that I could build on and expand, and I've really just wanted to say thank you to both of you because this was a great series. Well, it was a great series. Jeff put the series together. He uh, It was his, his brainchild, Life Without Walls, uh, playing off our vision statement, mm -hmm. and then he laid these three out, and I thought the first two were wonderful until I started preparing the third one, and I was like, oh, I'm not so sure about this series. <laughs> so, well, I'm, I'm, I was really – a lot of prayer it finally came together. But Actually, Andy did a he's, – he's being facetious, but he did a really good job about bringing this last one. This last one was actually a more of a reaction to the first two, and he said it well, um, because – when you you get a little frightened when you start to think, wait a yeah. minute, you're asking me to live a life with no walls? That doesn't make any sense. I, we're going to always put up a fence somewhere. Maybe it's not a wall, but it's a fence. Sure. Maybe you can see through it, but there's – so the idea for boundaries came from the – well, actually, this is a, this is a, it's a good study for anybody that wants to. Henry Cloud has got a couple oh, books, books on yeah. boundaries. But the piece that I think is really cool about boundaries – and he mentioned, Andy mentioned this in his sermon, is when the children of Israel uh, moved into, and Andy, like I said, he went down this road really well. When they moved into the promised land, they set up boundary markers. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting about it is, is all those boundary markers changed as their camps grew, as the territory grew. 
as as the matter of fact, Dan, I don't know if you remember the tribe of Dan, Dan. actually got moved uh to the northeast uh northeast side of, of the territory. So all these different areas changed. And that's the cool thing about boundaries is they're not like walls where they're somewhat non-negotiable. Uh, <laughs> Set in stone, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. And boundaries, we get a chance, we ourselves, who who build our, in a sense, put up our own boundary markers, uh, get a chance to freely uh, with uh, like a fair amount of negotiation or compromise, whatever we want to call it, are able to move these boundaries. And I think that's the difference. Well, I think there's always a need for having some space where you, you would say, okay, th- there needs to be a sanctuary. Where is that sanctuary? The sanctuary does exist within a boundary. Sure. So um, I think probably my big aha this last <clears throat> week was the whole idea that, that boundaries enable you to play the game. Mm, that was yeah. good. Yeah. 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 I remember yeah. Without boundaries, football would be boring. Baseball would be, you know, not the American sport that it is. <laughs> And then if if you turned the picture of tennis, of the tennis court, if you think about the oh, the yeah, boundary lines good. being a little bitty three inch wall instead, you know, not sure. that it'd be a big sure. wall, just a little wall. <laughs> you couldn't play the game; it'd be over. I mean, this is impossible. Well, <laughs> but you could play the game, but you'd just be really hurt. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm well, I, I, I thought you were gonna. I, I thought the next logical progression was you've now graduated to racquetball. Yeah, <laughs> essentially. Right. But yeah, exactly. But I, I really found the idea that the the boundaries allowed for growth and you know some might call that flip-flopping mm-hmm. and say well wait a minute you used to you've told me that or you right. used to think that and now all of a sudden you're telling me no you you think this and i think that's i've extended my boundaries right i've, I've <laughs> extended my boundaries or you know i realized that before maybe it was a wall that uh. i had and now I'm a little more flexible. It's a boundary. And I think when you do that, you also lend yourself some of the grace we're going to talk about mm. later. Because if you can lend a little grace to yourself and go, wow, I was really, I was really off the mark. Yeah, bad survey. Yeah, yeah. And now, you know, I'm kind of back a little bit closer to where I need to be. Then I think that it also makes us more approachable to others. But the, what really had me spinning early on was you were we were presented again, like Jeff said, with this another familiar story, the children of Israel. And so you say, well, what in the world could I possibly learn about this story again, <laughs> you know, when it comes up? And I'm like, all right, well, it's got to be going somewhere. So where are we going? But the idea that the children of God upon leaving Egypt and a nod to their ancestor Abraham were literally people without walls. And again, going back yeah. to the statement that, you know, this thing we're, we're yeah, trying to good. become. That was good. And, you know, and you said, you know, I'd never really thought about it until this point as well. And I found myself getting excited because you were excited because it was <laughs> evident and it was second service. So I can only imagine how excited you were to let everybody know at first service. But I love it when we see things from a different perspective and we find something we haven't seen before, maybe just from a different angle. How did you, I mean, how did this come to you as a realization that these pieces fit in a way that were, oh, aha? Yeah, well, well, Jeff's research that he had told me about that Israel didn't have wall cities until they went for a king. Yeah, uh, is as was and then um, and then you had come to this it was part of your notes wasn't it about the Israelites not having any walls or yeah it was every city and now we don't we only know about the walls of Jericho uh, okay. we don't really know about some of the other cities that they barely can they're not even sure they can find the the walls of Jericho but Andy's right I think the the walls of Jericho were probably a double walls that 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 fell down outwards so allowed them to climb up into the city but. 
But the point was that I thought was what he made was really cool was here's the children of Israel coming out of literally probably the biggest city of the then known world oh, in terms of where Egypt sure. was. And they come out of there and then in a sense, their backs up against the wall because they have the Red Sea and then the army's coming up against them. And what does God do? He creates two large walls for them to walk through yeah. and and in the Red Sea and they walk through and then that's the end of their walls. And they get into the promised land and they are they are there and it says that he read it um there's no more it, they're, they're cursed if you were to try to rebuild that city right. of, of Jericho so are we do we think that that was it never was rebuilt or well i'm we, sure it was rebuilt later well, it's still on still there yeah i yeah, mean jericho's there today but it's not the same not wall city was <laughs> yeah yeah but the children of israel were not to were not to do that right yeah. Well, I, I agree. I found that that was a little bit further down here. In this series, we have never gotten so far ahead of ourselves each and every week that we have in this <laughs> okay, series. Okay, back up, back up. Back up. <laughs> no, no, but... We'll do it. When I thought about that, the first thing that really kind of came to my mind was, should this idea that looking at what the children of Israel eventually had to go through because of this kind of idea... I mean, is this a cautionary tale for us just as the Florida Hospital Church or in larger as a denomination as, you know, all of a sudden when you build these walls, bad things start to happen. Right. And so, you know, what does that tell us about how we interact with those in our community, you know, trying to be this thing right. without walls? Walls are very much about separation. Yeah. Um, they, they really are. You separate yourself from others or separate others from yourself. It, Jeff had talked about keeping people in or keeping people out or the points of walls. But ideologically, walls, there, there's something about human nature that we just love a common enemy. Yeah. And so instead of trying to find common ground and trying to be able to share borders and talk about them freely and be able to cross over them quickly and easily, we tend to want to create some kind of a wall to create an us and them. If I can put somebody else down, it lifts me up. And so I think, oh, okay, I'm I'm okay now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and walls just walls have that effect. They're not a friendly, uh, open, welcoming thing. They're they're a barrier. Sure. And so from building gates the first week, you know, to being a sanctuary. So I, I really think that it's 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 critical for us to think about as a church, uh, being without walls. It g- gives us connections to the people, and we want to. I, I think I said it in the sermon. I, Intended to, but didn't. <laughs> 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 that, that we want we that we want to be we want to be one with our community. Sure, that we're that we're serving. We don't we don't want to be uh, the separated out over here, walled in little place that runs out here and does some good and runs behind their walls again. We want to be engaged and we want to be uh, within the borders of our community, connected to it. Yeah, I think when you think of metaphors, this is the wall is probably, I mean, obviously we've been talking about Old Testament walls and so forth, but walls have traditionally been a very strong, real, very real barrier between not just a, a proximity of people, but also the ability to communicate, negotiate, the ability to come together and reason, which is what I think boundaries allow us to do. Yeah, boundaries allow us to do that common reasoning. You know, when you have get in a fight, now this has never happened to me, but when you get in a fight with <laughs> sure, your, Jeff, whatever you want to believe, yeah. when you get in a fight with your wife, well, oh, you know, man. you go sleep in the other room. You're in the same house, but you're in the other room, and that wall of separation creates this place for you know 
continual resentment or anger or whatever to to fester it. But maybe you come back, but you don't you don't yell at each other from those separate rooms in your house. You actually come together. Maybe it's in the yeah. living room or well, whatever. You know, Jeff, when we were in Berlin and visited the yeah the, yeah the, the wall, wall the that was wall. just. I mean, to think about all those years that it was just <laughs> two different worlds. Andy and I were both there with our wives, yes. so we weren't there just the yeah, two. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. <laughs> our, we were on tour together. Um, anyway, but but you know, just the, the two sides of the wall with life so very differently uh, lived, where you're willing to risk your life to get to the other the side, side of the wall. Of the wall. Yeah, uh, yeah, it just sure. it really helps you understand how big of a barrier a wall can be. As a church, to live without ideological, philosophical, theological, uh, even walls. That are unnecessary. Sure, we, we we have we have beliefs and we want to hold to them firmly. Things that we think are very true, but we don't want to make them walls of separation. We want to make them uh, un- great understandings and help people increase their borders. Maybe yeah. Uh, well, well, and it seems like the the forty years in the desert for the children of Israel. That this kind of the second part of this, where I think you probably brought that out as well as you could have, and certainly again didn't see it coming. Again, we've all heard that story countless times, and it always seems to land at an obvious and predictable and teachable moment at the end. But the correlation between not listening to the ten spies that sets this whole forty-year camping trip in motion, <laughs> you know, them learning to live without walls, and essentially that's really what God was like. Listen, we need to have this direct you and me, you and us together. We yeah. need to have this communication, and and you, you would. Think you would think <laughs> that after forty years, years of wandering around getting water from rocks and manna falling from heaven, they would have figured out they didn't need walls. Yeah, yeah. And you said here as they enter the land, God wants to teach them so much. And one of the lessons is that just as they had lived without walls for the past forty years in the wilderness, God was inviting them to living without walls in the promised land. So this really just this made me smile because God not any wall, no theology, whatever we can build and substitute to rely on is ever going to replace the fact that he alone is our protector. And mm-hmm. if that mm-hmm. just doesn't yep. make warm your heart, it just, nothing ever will. And it, I feel like this is one of those things I already know from a different story or stories, different perspectives, but never quite in that no. same way when you think about, like you said, you should have known this a lot <laughs> sooner than 40 years <laughs> But yet, when you look at myself, and I'm okay, I'm my birthday's this week. It'd be forty six, forty something, forty something, forty something. <laughs> I think I think forty six. So you know, and I I look at the progress I've made in my life, and it probably isn't a whole lot different of a forty years than they spent <laughs> in the desert. So, but how do we apply that and look at their story? And it's one that we can look at and go, oh man. Water from the rock, the manna, all those things. How come they didn't get it? But then, gee whiz, how come I don't get it sometimes? Well, you know, it, you think about our culture today, those who call themselves Christians and those who don't, oftentimes are about self-protection. Um, I'm going to protect myself my 401k. If I have enough money, then I can buy myself whatever <laughs> I need to be able to take care of whatever I'm going to need in the future. Prestige, popularity, uh, stardom, whatever we chase after that we think will somehow provide us protection whatever that might mean to us. Sure. Uh, I may need ego protection, where someone else may need economic protection or whatever. But to, we're, we all tend to want to build a wall of protection and versus being able to humbly say, <laughs> I cannot protect myself. God, you're my protector or, or I'm not protected at all. Yeah, I think it's not just we feel there's more uncertainty. A lot of people are saying, oh, man, we're, we're in a much more precarious situation than we're, you know, 20 years ago. So maybe we should be, you know, building a, 
you know, stockpiling <laughs> preserved food and, and uh, digging a hole or whatever. But I think there is this idea that, you know, self-preservation or putting money under my mattress or whatever is, is that piece of creating a self-assurance that we can do this, like Andy mentioned. But for the most part, as especially going back to this sermon, in a world that we live in, it is pretty hard to think about the fact I really want to secure my life, I want to secure my future, I want to secure my kids, my family. This is a hard thing to do to not live within walls. Sure. It's really to live life without fear. Exactly. Our fear comes from self-confidence. We think we self-confidence is a, relieve us of fear, but when I have to put confidence in me, then I'm fearful because I know what I'm capable of and incapable of. Whereas if I have total confidence that God is my protector and he's going to take care of me and he's the one that's in charge, then I can live a life with a lot more freedom and a lot less fear, sort of with just some boundaries and no walls. As we finish up, we're quickly running out of time, but this whole boundaries versus walls, there's a lot more to this message that we didn't get to, even things that were scripted today that we didn't get to, but this was a great conversation nonetheless. But there was a couple things that uh, we can model or apply the boundaries that we discussed in your message, that our safety is in God. The safety is eternal. Love, acceptance, forgiveness, and grace is the model of Christians that are following what God is giving us within these boundaries. And we really can't be the people that we need to be or that was described in the prayer for Charlottesville was a little segment that Andy did before Mm. each of the services. And you're going to hear those directly following this episode. So as soon as you're done listening to this, episode 64.5 will be just a short five, six-minute addendum where we will have that in its entirety. And so one of our takeaways from this past week asked, how can you establish boundaries that bring freedom and safety? So in that addendum episode, think about that in that FHC takeaway. How can you establish boundaries that bring freedom and safety after you've listened to that? Because I think the Mm. two really are Mm. tied together really well. Would love to hear if there's anything that strikes you in that. Go ahead and leave those for us. You can use text messaging, email. It's all right there in the app. So finally, as we wrap it up, just a final thought from Andy's message. He said, if we think we have to defend ourselves, if we think we are keepers of secret knowledge, If we think we have to not only protect truth in ourselves, but that we have to protect and defend God, we're going to build walls. Instead, surrender to God and let him make you a person who lives without walls and who does whatever it takes to fully engage in serving every person he brings into your circle of influence. And that really sounds like a community that pretty much anyone's going to want to be a part of. So upcoming this week, what's next? We move this, on. This week is part of our um, From the Heart, from the heart series, oh, that's right. and that's it's right. about It Takes a Village, and I think it will surprise you as well. All right. <laughs> you know, I'm, it's not like I'm the app guy or anything. Like, I've already <laughs> updated it last night, but I couldn't remember. So anyway, until next Wednesday, don't forget to follow with the addendum right behind this episode. But next week, we will feature episode 65 based on that message. So for Andy and Jeff and Tom, thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you next week.